things that we have been singing about throughout the evening. I was talking to the men in the prayer room after Friday night, Brother Matt brought forth a portion of Scripture and he made me to remember once again something that that I really have to say that I love. When you sing that song, How Great Thou Art, it lets you know that Jeremiah in chapter 32 and verse 27, you have to know that God says it, I believe, just right here. And I want you to consider this tonight as we look at this scripture. The other night, Brother Matt brought forth that, that message in, when he was talking about how far we could see now into space. And I don't care how many telescopes you build and how great they are, they're going to continue to see the depths of God's creation. They're going to continue to see some of the most amazing things that mortal man has never seen. And if we're here for infinity, they're going to continue to see beyond that. Because that's the great I am. That's how great our God is. Verse 27, the Bible says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? I want you to think about that tonight. We all have different issues in our lives. We all have different problems that come in from time to time. And oftentimes, the problems that we have to come into our lives, really, if you pardon the expression, they mess up the apple cart. There's times that things come in our lives when we actually feel bewildered. Sometimes the, those, the greatest things are, are maybe sicknesses that come in our lives. Things that we'd have absolute no control over. Things that maybe you didn't even promote or do to, to achieve this sickness. Today there are, there are people that are born into this world and they are born with diseases. That's a scary thing for a family to face. There are those that go through life and all of a sudden out of nowhere there's a, a great deal of sickness falls upon them. And it wasn't something that they have done or promoted themselves. It wasn't something that they that they uh, that was brought about because of their lifestyle. It was just something that God has in their way. And sometimes those are things that really gets a hold of us. And I was thinking the other night when Brother Matt was bringing this message out, when he was bringing his message out, 
And I was immediately brought to the understanding once again, is there anything too hard for me, says God. The reason why tonight that He gives His children an avenue of prayer is that we might find in Him the peace and solace that we stand in need of in times of need, in times of heartache, in times of sickness. So in Jeremiah chapter 32 and verse 17 down through verse 19, the Bible says, O Lord God, behold thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm and there is nothing too hard for thee. What's your problem tonight? What's your issue? What are you looking at right now that's disturbed your peace, that has robbed your joy? Get a hold of this verse of Scripture here. As we look at it, we see here as the weeping prophet comes forth, he makes this statement about the great Creator, the God of heaven and earth, And he states this, there is nothing too hard for thee. Nothing. Regardless of what we're going through right now, it could be some of the most hideous things that our minds could even embellish. And you have to know that God's in control of your life. You have to know that God's in charge. If you're going to find any peace. Oh Lord God behold thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm. And there is nothing too hard for thee. Thou showest loving kindness unto thousands and recompense the iniquity of the fathers into the bosom of their children after them. The great, the mighty God The Lord of hosts is His name, great in counsel and mighty in work. For thine eyes are open upon all the ways of the sons of men to give everyone according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Again in verse 27, the Bible says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, tonight, Lord, as we bow in your presence, we do so with thankful hearts. We know that you're the great I Am. We know that you're in charge of our lives, and everything that happens in our lives are by thy direct plan. Father, tonight I pray that you will help us to understand these things and and help us, dear God, to realize as it says in verse 19 of our text, that every man's going to receive the just recompense of his own reward. Lord, I pray that you will touch the hearts of your people in this house. Tonight, dear God, I pray that we'll rejoice in thy great power and thy great majesty. As the song that was just sing, saying, how great thou art, Father, truly let us understand tonight just how great Thou art. Bless us tonight. Encourage us this evening, Lord.
may we find solace in thy power and in thy majesty. May we find peace in thy understanding. Lord, bless our evening. Forgive us our sin in Jesus Christ's name. His sake that I pray. And amen. You know, I believe tonight one of the greatest things that man can get a hold of is that the God that we serve has made a way in our salvation. He has made a way of forgiveness. He has made it possible that all of our sins, according to His holy word, can be forgiven. Now, I'm not talking about our sins just up to our next sin. You know, I'm not talking about the sin of, 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 uh, of a person's life that is saved. Maybe you've been saved later in life and you're doing real good and all of a sudden you sin and, and God cuts the line off and says, all right, that's it. Listen, I want you to know something. My God's greater than that. The Bible says he is, he is greater and that he has forgiven us all of our sins. That's the first thing I want us to realize tonight, that he forgives all of our sins. That's how big our God is. That's how great the great I am is. That's how great thou art. You know, tonight as, you are, as you're sitting in this house and you, uh, you have come to the understanding of salvation in your own lives, you have to realize that God in His sovereign grace has, has brought you forgiveness. And when He says in His Word that you are forgiven, listen, he means specially to, to all who have ever, who has ever read this scripture thereafter, his, the writing of it. You know that he's talking to us tonight. You know that in Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18 where the, where the Bible says here, come now let us reason together, saith the Lord. He says, I want you to think about this now. Maybe you're here and you're lost. You don't know the Lord is your Savior. Maybe it's because, uh, maybe you have this thought of, that I could never be forgiven. I could, I could never achieve forgiveness of all of my sins. And if I were able to achieve the forgiveness of my sin, I will fail Him in the future. But you need to realize God is talking futuristic here. God is speaking to us through his word and he's saying, come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. He wants you to consider this. He wants you to think about this. He wants you to think for just a moment of what he's saying. He says, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Folks, I want you to know tonight that one of the greatest concepts that we can get a hold of in our salvation is the fact that He has forgiven us of all of our sins. That's how great our God is. There is nothing too hard for our God. In Psalm 103, we'll back up just a little bit more and I want you to look at this before I move on. In Psalm 103, notice what it says here. 
begin at verse 1. The Bible says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgiveth a double L. He forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. I want you to realize what verse 3 says. He forgiveth all thine iniquities. That's the God that we serve tonight. There's nothing too hard for God. God doesn't wring His hands in heaven and says, Oh no, now what am I going to do? They've sinned. No, He says, I have forgiven you all of your sins. Does, again, does that give us a right to go out and live like the devil? No, it doesn't. And if you have a desire to do that, you've got a problem in your so-called salvation. It's not real. Because real salvation will keep you from desiring to walk in sin. It'll make you have a desire to walk after the life of Jesus Christ. And when you do fail, it's going to prick your heart. There's nothing too hard for God. It's not hard for God to forgive you all of your trespasses. And listen, that's something that you need to be thankful for. Because each and every one of us could never live up to the standards of God. We all have this problem with sin in our lives. We have the old man still inside here. The new man and the old man, they completely, they, they're constantly in struggle. Listen, the Bible tells us that that new man has a desire to live after the, the things of God. The Apostle Paul said, there's things that I would do that I do not, and there's things I do that I should not. He had a problem with it too, just like you and I do. But listen, praise be unto God. God says, I've forgiven you all your sin. Is there anything too hard for God? Is there anything too hard for God? Ephesians in chapter 1 and verse 7. The Bible says, In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace. God is able to forgive us all our sin. And I know that from time to time, we may sin and trespass against the holy God of heaven and and if you're truly saved by the grace of God, it's something that's going to eat your heart. It's going to destroy your joy. It's going to destroy your peace. There, there's going to be a, a constant struggle in your breast because you know that you've sinned against God. But God says, I've forgiven you. Is there anything too hard for our God? Secondly, tonight, I want you to think about this. God is able to sustain His children. God is able to sustain His children. You know, when we think about the children of Israel as they were coming across the, 
the, the desert as they, were, as they were traveling through the wilderness. God sustained them from point A to point B and He sustained them with everything that they stood in need of, just like He does for you and I today. There's not a one of us in here that are starved to death today. We don't even have a concept of what it is to starve to death. Now, if you were to go and visit some of the some of the places where the Holocaust took place and some of the prisoners of war camps, you would see what it is to be in starvation. But even there, a lot of those men that lived, listen, they lived because they were sustained with just enough to get by. You know what, even in our hardest moments, in our most delicate situations, listen, God sustains us, does He not? We don't even have an idea what it is to really know what starvation is. But listen, know this. That if for some reason, somehow, you would be in a situation where you would have no more money, you would have no more home, you wouldn't have the government to take care of you, you wouldn't have anything, you know this, that God's going to sustain you through it. You know, there's things that we don't even understand. We don't comprehend them because we've never had to go through such a thing. But you know this, that God says, I will provide for you. Is there anything too hard for God? Back in the book of Matthew, well, let's go back here for just a moment. I want you to look at this and to think about, is there anything too hard for God in Matthew chapter 6? I think I've, I've read over this here a little while back and I want, you, I want to go back here again because I believe this is one of those things that, listen, God's people need to get a hold of and, and to rejoice in. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6 in verse 24, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he'll love the one or hold the one and... And to the one despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on, is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them, are you not much better than they? How big is your God? Listen, Jeremiah speaks about the fact that we have a great God. The song that was just saying how great thou art is a testament to the, to the greatness and the majesty of the Almighty. And he's there to take care of his own. And he will feed them. He says, which of you can by thought can to add one cubic to his stature. And why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field and how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is tomorrow's cast into the oven, shall not he much more clothe ye, O ye of little faith? How great thou art. 
There's not a one of us in here that's sitting here naked and destitute. There's not a one of us sitting in this house tonight who has who has all their clothes are just like rags are hanging off of them, torn all to pieces. Now, you go to Walmart, you're liable to see that. And I hate that, but you know, that's the truth of the matter. I don't understand why you pay big money for jeans that's already got holes all through them from the, from the pockets all the way to the floor. I don't understand that. Come to me and I'll give you some that's got good holes in them. They're put there honestly. They're not put there by acid. But I want you to think about this now. God says, I'm going to clothe you. Nobody in this house tonight is sitting naked. We serve a great God, amen. None of us are sitting in this house tonight who freezes to death through the winter. God provides for us. How big is your God? My God is great. Amen. I serve the great I am. He says in again, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take no thought for tomorrow, for the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Listen, God is able to sustain His children. If He feeds the little sparrows out here, listen, He'll feed you too. The Bible speaks of the fact that there's not a sparrow in the world that can hit the ground without His knowledge. You know that's a great God. That's a great God. This is the God that can see through infancy. This is the God who can see all that He's created. And man, we can't even see but a glimpse of what he's created. And we stand in amazement. How great is our God? Is there anything too hard for our God? Listen, folks, I don't know what you've got going on in your life tonight, but I know this, God is able, amen? I don't know what problem is, is robbing you of your joy and peace, but I do know this, that God is able. He's the great I am. He is the God of heaven and earth, and He is the God of His children. He's the God of a people who were not a people, you and I. Think about it. Hosea speaks of a people who were not a people, and now we are a people. Brother Jim brought forth a message this morning explaining how that the Gentile race came in to this, to this great salvation. You were a people who were not a people, but now are a people. Is there anything too hard for God? Is there anything too hard for God? He sustains us in our wilderness travels. And you know, you see that in Deuteronomy in chapter 2. You see where He sustained His people through all their hardships. Folks, tonight, I'll tell you, life is a hardship sometimes. Life is a struggle and life gets us down. Life itself in general causes us heartaches and hardships and it breaks our hearts. But listen, 
God is able to sustain us through our hard times. You just look to Him. You rejoice in His, in his deliverance. You rejoice in His, in his power and His dominion over you in your life. You rejoice in the fact that He's in charge. You rejoice in that. God is able. There is nothing too hard for our God. And lastly tonight, I want you to think about this. God is able to keep us. Now this is a portion of Scripture where there's a lot of individuals in the world today who do not believe that you could be saved eternally. That you're only saved to your next sin that you've committed. But those same people believe that you could be saved again. But the Bible says that it would be impossible for Jesus Christ to die again for those same sins. Sin, he's already died once unto sin. The Bible says, listen to those that are saved by the grace of God when he says, I've given you eternal life. That's exactly what he meant. I've given unto you eternal life. And Brother Matt was right about there's a difference in everlasting life and eternal life. One is never ending from no beginning, no ending. The other is has a beginning but no ending. You know this, that once you're saved by the grace of God, he says, I've got you. The Bible says in John, I believe it is in chapter 6, where the Bible says that uh, he will in no wise cast those out that call upon him. He won't, he won't cast you out. I mean, that's Bible, folks. That's the Word of God. That's what the Bible says. And, and when, you, when you see the Word of God making a statement such as that, and the Bible is, is such that it is the very voice of God, and the Bible says that God cannot lie, I believe what the Bible says. He will in no wise cast us out. We do have eternal life. Praise be unto the Lord. Is there anything too hard for God? Is there anything too hard for our God? John chapter 17, as he is praying unto the Father, as he is praying to his heavenly Father, and he says something special here. I want you to look at this in verse 11 and verse 12. Notice what it says here. He says in verse 11, as he's praying to his heavenly Father, Jesus Christ speaking here, he says, And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world And I am come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me that they may be one as we are one. Keep. He's talking to his Father. He's talking to the God of heaven. He's talking to the one who says, is there anything too hard for me? Is it too hard for God to keep a hold of his children? No, it's not. He's got you. Verse 12 says, While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost. But the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. That was Judas as he was, as he leaped to his death and his bowels burst asunder. Folks, I want you to know something. When we are dealing with the God of heaven, the great I am, He is a great God. 
He's a great God who's able to forgive us of all of our sins and all of our trespasses. He's able to sustain us and keep us. And now He's able to keep us until eternity. I go to Genesis in chapter 28. And I'm going to come to a close here in just a moment. But I want you to look at this with me here in Genesis 28. I want to look at verse 15. And the Bible says, And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whether thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken of thee, which I have spoken to thee of. This is the God that we serve. This is the great I am. This is the one that was sang of just a moment ago when they sang, How Great Thou Art. They wasn't asking a question how great you are. They were making a statement how great thou art. Folks, I, I tell you tonight, we serve a great God. We serve a God who, who, who knows all of our upset, uprisings and our downsettings. He knows everything about us. And he has come unto us tonight. Even tonight, He's come into this house. He says, where two or three are gathered in my name, he says, I'm going to be there. You know, how, how hard is it for God to be everywhere tonight? It's not hard. He's omnipresent. He is omnipresent, which means he's in everywhere. That's how great our God is tonight. He's here tonight. He knows your heart. He knows your heartache. He knows your upset. He knows your downsetting. God knows all about you. Is there anything too hard for our God? Listen, you've got an issue tonight. Listen, you take it before the throne of grace. You've got a sickness tonight. Tonight, you take it before the throne of grace. You've got an issue at, on the job. Take it before the throne of grace. You've got financial problems. Take it before the throne of grace. You've got family problems, take it before the throne of grace. Is there anything too hard for our God? There is nothing too hard for the God that I serve. You know, and the other night when he, when he brought that out, and he, I don't know that he, he came to Jeremiah and read it or not, but he spoke of it, and that just made my mind just went to spinning how, how great our God is. Folks, we serve a mighty God. He knows all about us. He knows every situation of our life. Don't think that He's not going to keep you. Don't think that He's not going to sustain you. Don't think that He's not going to provide for you. Because He will. He will provide all of your needs. Just trust Him tonight. Trust Him tonight. You'll find peace for your soul. Let's all stand.